Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their co- their salt <laughs> about cosplay, comics, uh, movies, video games, and all things nerdy. Uh, with me is Jesse. Yow. Jake Gleinhardt is still out on assignment, and I, Kay, am left to holding the reins of the podcast yet again. Um, when? When will Jake Gleinhardt return from the war? Where are you? When? Help! Our fearless leader. Help! <laughs> <laughs> that vine where the guy's like, final season is coming, and he's just standing, he's like, help! Help! Or the, that video of the guy in the kayak. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Sarah! <laughs> help me! Sarah, Sarah. she's just like, I don't know how to help you, Sarah. She's like, I can't help you. (laughs) Oh, no. That cracks me up every time. I love that video so much. (laughs) Oh, my God. The sponsor in our hearts is that it is tiny pumpkin season. Tiny pumpkins. I was at the, uh, so what started this is I was at the grocery store and I'm walking and I was about to leave and I see tiny pumpkins I wanted to take out my camera and take a picture but then I couldn't find it and then I was like where's my phone um but I was vibrating I was like bass boosted tiny pumpkins <laughs> spooky scary skeletons I'm so excited I, I love tiny pumpkins I hope, I hope you all like Halloween because we're going to be talking about it for the next two months and if you don't I literally don't give a shit yeah so- <laughs> I have a tiny pumpkin to the right of me. I have a tiny pumpkin behind me. I have a blanket that my mom just got me uh, that has tiny pumpkins with black cats because I love black cats too. Um, And then I I have tiny pumpkins in my fall floral arrangement. I I was at Joanne Fabrics the other day and they had their Halloween soaps out and I got a soap that is berry scented but the reason I bought it was because it was in a skull shaped dispenser it's like a black skull it's the most goth thing i've ever owned i love it i'm gonna keep reusing it and refilling it with different kinds of soaps it's awesome so i i'm like every time halloween comes around i'm like oh look stuff for my interior decorating um especially because i love black cats and you know like i have a black cat so i just like grab as much black cat stuff as i can possibly find luna will be two years old um on the week of halloween we don't know precisely when she was born but it leads back to that last week of october so if you if we count backwards for four weeks because that's how old she was when we got her so she'll be two on the last week of october i love my child (laughs) my i also don't know when harvey was born but um she it was i adopted her in october so you know October's her birthday month, and she's going to be 11 this year. Oh my she's an God. old lady. She's, excuse you, she's a seasoned lady. <laughs> I adopted her when she was already seven, so. Aw. Cats. Yeah. yeah. Cats. If you don't like cats, we also don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our, the sponsor in our hearts, Tiny Pumpkins. And Tiny Pumpkins. The spooky, and scary skeleton. It's season. Halloween the first, y'all. Halloween the first. I, I can't wait to just watch scary movies and like 
it scared the shit out of myself because I get so spooked. Not all of them. Like, slasher movies kind of don't bother me as much. It's always the, like, weird psychological horror films that, like, keep me up at night. I I love horror movies, so I watch them a lot. And basically, in October, the movies that I want to watch are, like, Beetlejuice and Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. And, um... Hocus Pocus. I watch Hocus Pocus, Rocky Horror, um, and then, like, uh, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Halloween Town is usually on somewhere. That's a good one. I don't have that one. It's like... I forgot about that one until very recently. I think you might have reminded me of that one, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's like, good non-scary movies to enjoy at Halloween time. Um, but I also like to watch Scream. That's actually one of my favorite movies. Uh, you know, like, you know that meme of the um, person lying in bed and their brain's just like, are you awake? And she's like, no. And then the brain's just like, it comes out with something that like keeps them up at night or whatever. Um, for me, that was, you remember that Halloween episode of um, What It Means World? <laughs> 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 with the slasher? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny to me right now. Oh my god. Well, well, what was the last time you thought about Boy Meets World? That's why it's funny. It is. I mean, yeah. And then specifically, you remember the Halloween episode? I only ever think about (laughs) it. Mr. Feeney gets killed. Because of Topanga like being named Topanga and I think I had a crush on Topanga before like I really knew what I was doing with my life but that's the only time I ever think about Boy Beats World oh another thing I like to watch is this really hard to find um uh the adventures of Ichabod Crane uh yeah the, the Disney animated one yeah yeah I like that one Mr. a lot Mr. Toad and and uh Ichabod Crane right yes I watch yes. that. I watch a lot of not scary stuff. Paranorman. I love Paranorman so much. I love so Paranorman. I love- oh, I should watch that one too. I love how we have all these really cute Halloween movies and we're like, no, you need to watch them. Um, there are certain like episodes of like cartoons when I was a kid that I like when they play reruns of the like sp- the Halloween episodes of stuff. Um, it- I will say like some of these movies that we're mentioning when I was a kid were scary to me. Like I was terrified of Beetlejuice when I was a kid. Yeah, I was too. Not anymore. I definitely now I know it's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. I was terrified of Beetlejuice, and then okay, the Adams Family movie is a weird one because it takes place at like, like it starts at Christmas time and then ends on Halloween. So I kind of like to watch yeah. that one on November. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely have, like, movies that I like to watch during certain periods of time. Christmas time is ridiculous. I have a, oh, I found out that Richard at We Are Not Wizards has never seen the, like, stop motion, like, di- Christmas movies. Really? Yeah, so apparently those are, like, an American thing. Yeah, you, you for those of you who don't know, there, there are these stop motion, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman and stuff movies, or maybe not Frosty. Uh, there's lots of Santa ones. There's, like, Santa Claus Santa is coming ones. to town, the year without that's a Santa Claus. I, yeah. That's probably what I'm thinking of, but, like, they're ubiquitous in America. They play every, like, every year at Christmas time. I watched them when I was a child every Christmas 
like it's how i know that santa's cannot, wife's name is jessica yeah like I, I cannot conceive of not knowing these movies because they are like a part of american culture essentially at this point point. and i never so. thought about how fucking weird they were until i watched them with my friend who's jewish and she had never they're seen really them weird. and they're really fucking weird because she was like why is there a wizard and i'm like you right um because <laughs> it's like it's old eon the vulture yeah and what? like what <laughs> um but like you've you've probably maybe heard the like I'm Mr. Heat Miser I'm Mr. Sun but up but up or like the his brother the I you might have also seen pictures of the abominable snowman yeah or that he's really weird looking or that meme that went around with it's elf practice why weren't you at elf practice it's from those movies <laughs> um but I was like, I have to find some way to share this with everyone so our so our listeners from outside of America can come enjoy the fucking wonders of, like, just pure <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> they're probably on YouTube. Like, oh, yeah. They're so... I, I those those movies have existed, like, they exist outside of time. They are older than time itself. I, like... <laughs> I'm so- I don't even know. They're, I think they're from like the seventies. The seventies, mm-hmm. yeah. Like they're, but the, but they've been on forever, and everybody knows them. So like, yeah, it's it's really weird. Um, it's definitely like a like, uh, like I definitely ha- I own them, but at the same time I understand that this is some weird subversion of capitalism that's affected me. Um, it's like at Christmas time too. I always watch the Christmas episode of Ed, Ed and Eddie. <laughs> God, I'm... I didn't know they had a Christmas episode. Yes, it's called Jingle Jangle. It is it. It's like Jingle Jangle Jungle, or I don't fucking know. Y'all probably know, but the Christmas episode of Ed and Nettie is just like something that's burned into my mind, or like the Christmas episode of SpongeBob. You know, it's another good SpongeBob episode to watch for Halloween. I know they have a Halloween one, but no, no, don't fuck with that. You have to watch the Hack Slinging Slasher. <laughs> Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Wait, but if you were, then who is flicking the lights on and off? That's one of my favorite, and it also reminds me of car hook, hand hook, car, some, whatever the fuck it is, car hook, door. Hand door car, car man, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my friend had never heard that before, so we, we were, um, we had an assignment for creative writing where we had to, like, do a new interpretation of a fairy tale. I feel like that's kind of like a default thing. And we could do a poem or a short story or something. I don't remember what. I think I did like the, the Ice Queen or something, some kind of Russian thing. But um, this one girl was like, can I do car hook, hand hook, car door or whatever it was? <laughs> 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 and my friend was That would be a good one, though. It would be you an amazing one. That. And my friend was just like, I don't, I've never heard of this in my entire life, so I had to pull up the fucking Reddit thread, and I'm like, it's this guy trying to tell this fucking urban legend story, like, one of those creepy pasta stories, and it's, like, it's one of those ones that we've heard a lot in our oh, life. Oh, yeah, it's ubiquitous, there's some variations of it, like... Yeah. It's like a, it's an urban legend. If you're, if you're out here, you, it, it, it happened in Emigration Canyon, you guys. Yeah. Emigration Canyon, right here in Utah, totally. I heard it from my cousin. I heard it from my cousin. Yeah, it's just like, if, and the, when when I told her the like the plot of the story, she was like, "Oh, that happened." And then I was like, "See, it's an urban legend, but this man's telling yeah, of it. It, ha- it somehow happened in every state in this country." I, I, it, like, it's so weird too. Car hook, hand 
door. Thank God. I know, the, the, but the guy like fucks it up at the end, and that's the meme. But like, well, yeah. it, well, because it's like <laughs> it's only a paragraph long, so I'm going to read it to y'all since I don't have very much pre-salt or salt. This is going <laughs> to um, anonymous wrote this on uh, the oh uh, six nineteen two thousand twelve a Tuesday. Um, man and girl go out to drive under moonlight. They stop at at on at side of road by the way this is how it's written he turned to his girl and say baby i love you very much and she says what is it honey he says our car broke down i think the engine is broken i'll walk and get some more fuel okay i'll stay here and look after our stereo (laughs) there have been news report of steers i can't even steers being stolen good idea keep the doors locked no matter what i love you sweaty (laughs) sweaty (laughs) so the guy left to get full for car after two hours the girl say where is my baby he was supposed to be back by now then the girl here but here as in h-e-r-e a scratching sound and voice say let me in the girl doesn't do it and then after a while she goes to sleep the next morning she wakes up and finds her boyfriend still not there she gets out to check and man door hand hook car door (laughs) there's a couple variations of that with the like escapee from the asylum with a hook for a hand or there's ones where the scraping noise was caused by the boyfriend's fingernails and he was hanging over the car and blah 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 it's like but that would be like a, that would be a good one to reimagine because you can do a lot with that. Oh yeah, there's already so many variations. I wanted her to do that one really bad when she was like, "I want to do man hook hand car door." <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's funny that she did like the meme version yeah. <laughs> instead of the like just like because it's it's like it's hard to find written versions of it because it's kind yeah. of yeah it's kind of one of those things that people just tell i actually kind of think it's very fascinating since it's like it's a it's an urban myth it's how we tell like it's a fairy tale essentially but like i i wish that there were i just wish that like i don't i don't actually know if she ever got to go through with it because when we did um we used to do uh, critiques of each other's work. We got split into groups, and we only heard the work from each other's group. So I wish I had known if she ever got to do hand hook card, man hook hand door, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we should probably move on to our pre-salt, but thank Maybe you. we should. Maybe, thank you for listening to that wonderful urban to legend. To our tangent. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Moving on to our pre-salt. I finished my Mikote costume. Yay! It's cute as fuck. Yeah! It turned out cute as fuck. Um, so I love it. Um, I I said that I needed to finish the ear cuffs, and now I'm kind of like, does it really need them though? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like it's the last thing I have to do for it though. So I don't know. Maybe I'll still do them. I got like a month and a half before I need to really have the cosplay finished. Um, I got it. Ma- I got it done. The week before signups for the cosplay contest, I want to enter it in. Um, signups are Saturday the fifteenth at noon, so I gotta, I gotta be in there right away and sign myself up for it. Um, yep. And I was also able to uh, do a wear test and wear it out to a um, alternative to 
Salt Lake Comic Con fan experience, whatever it is they're calling it now. Um, it was a, a barbecue in the park um, with a bunch of cosplayers. And uh, that was good because it's kind of like good to get a sense for how mobile I'm going to be in the costume and what it's going to feel like to wear. Like, I, I mean, it was it was kind of interesting because it, it was hot outside. It was so hot. But um, since I wasn't, I was wearing like a skirt and a midriff bearing top, I was comfortable. But also I was sweating profusely because most of the costume was faux leather. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... Um, I also learned that those stockings are a bit of a problem because mm. the um, the seam at the back and the um, silicone elastic started to like really rub on my thighs after a while. Ouch! Uh, but there's not really any way to fix that, so I'm just gonna have. I guess I'll just die. <laughs> <laughs> that was so sad. <laughs> guess I'll die. Um, my friend was only there for, like, um, maybe an hour, uh, before she had to go, but before she left, I was like, no, wait, take a picture of me first! (laughs) (laughs) You look super cute. Thank you. I, I'm really happy with how this costume turned out. Uh, I know I was kind of down on it a couple of times, but, especially with the foam charms, it's like, I've said this before, I think, on this podcast, where, like, the, it's hard for me to see what the finished product is going to look like mm. when I'm looking at the individual parts. And sometimes mm. the individual parts look kind of strange. But then when I paint them and glue them on or sew them together and put it all on, I'm like, oh, okay. That's um, how it feels when I'm painting. Because painting has a large middle section, like even digital painting, where I'm like, this is awful and I'll never get it anywhere good and I don't, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm so lost. And then by the time I get to the end and like everything's come together and I've put in all the values or whatever, I'm adding the finishing touches. I'm like, I don't know how this happened. Cause like, <laughs> it's like you start off with just like the sketch or whatever and you're like, okay. And then the middle section is pure despair. Cause you're like, I don't, I don't know what's happening anymore. And then by the time you get to the end and you see the whole thing together, you're like, okay. Oh, okay. All right. This is this is not a disaster. It's not a it's disaster. Fine. But that whole middle part is just like, what the fuck is going on? There's a couple things I want to do for this costume before um, anime bonsai. And one is decide whether or not I'm going to do the ear cuffs. I also want to get some um, of those fancy, like, costume vampire fangs. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> Why does he scream? Because I think it would be so cute, and I'm just, yeah. he was just so the, cute. So the um in in Final Fantasy 14, there's two different kinds of Mikota you can play. There's Seeker of the Sun and Keeper of the Moon, or something like yeah. that. And the Seekers of the Sun don't have fangs; they have shorter fur on their ears and tails, and they have uh, cat eye pupils, uh, which would mean that I had to buy special contacts. And as we discussed last week, I. I don't want to do that for a variety of reasons, uh, chief among them being that I will probably have a hard time seeing in them. So, um, but uh, Keeper of the Moon Mikote have fluffier fur, and they have fangs, and they have wider pupils. So I was like, all right, I don't have to get special contacts. Um, and I also, I just, the fangs are cute. So They're so cute! <laughs> it's cute, and it would just be like a, 
like a fun little touch, you know, like I'm not going to make them myself or anything to be judged on. I just think it would look really cute. Um, and, and Spirit Halloween's opening up, so it'll be pretty easy to get those now. You um, can't see so me, but I'm, I... just, I'm just sitting here with my hand over my mouth. <laughs> I love it. It's going to be so cute. I think, I think it'll be a cute touch. So I'm going to work on that. And I also need to make a bit a better stencil for my face makeup because I drew on the like purple markings that they sometimes have. And mine came out a little like, like the paint kind of bled a little bit. And I just want to, I want it to be nice and straight and perfect. So I'll just make like a sturdier stencil for when I'm painting it on my face. I just I use like a water-based makeup. So I don't know if you have uh, like, I guess you could use an eyeshadow, but you could also like, as you, if you put it on with the stencil and then hold the stencil over it, you could also put powder over it and then it won't bleed like it won't move around it'll stay on there i don't know oh, okay if that because i did that for my friend's um diva face marking things um and it worked really well they lasted like all day oh i'll try that thanks i have powder to put on like after and it does it does stay on really well as long as you don't like touch your face too much but um like it didn't it didn't smudge or anything it was just yeah. that when i I was using just, like, a piece of paper as a stencil because I did this, like, <laughs> yeah. last minute as I was getting ready that afternoon. Um, so I think if I made it out of something sturdier and then, yeah, if I applied a little bit of powder to the edges, that might help a little bit. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But um, other than that, I haven't done a whole lot. It's basically, like, as soon as I got home from that thing, I was like, time to play Final Fantasy because I haven't played it in two weeks. <laughs> um, but I... I will talk about that later in the podcast because it's it's mostly salt. <laughs> but I... sometimes I'm like, do I really like this game? <laughs> <laughs> that's me in Overwatch. <laughs> God, that's me in Overwatch so hard. The other day I played with this guy or a girl. I don't know who they are. They're on the other side of the world. But they were playing McCree. And first they were on my team and I was Moira. And then, like, they sent me a friend request and so I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine, in case they want to play. And then I started, then they were on the opposite team, because, you know, they shuffle us around. And it was just, we were having a fucking, it was me versus them. And we were just, for some reason, it was just me and this McCree who just kept killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> that Spider-Man meme of the two Spider-Mans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, please. Uh, oh shoot! I was gonna say something, and now I don't remember. I'm sorry. What am I? It's okay. I liked your story, but um, oh, I just since we're trying to fill time, um, I was like at Trader Joe's that morning trying to look for something to eat for lunch because I knew they were gonna have hot dogs, and I don't like hot dogs. So I was like, well, I'll just eat before I go and not be a pain in the ass. Yeah. And um, then I was like, oh, I should like bring something for this because she did ask for like people to bring stuff and i am looking at this like tower of um like so trader joe's has their like knockoff oreos yeah and they'd released their new flavor the neapolitan jojo's and i was like and i remember like i'd walked past them a couple times like over the past few weeks and i was like i i want to try those but i just can't justify buying an entire box of not oreos for myself <laughs> and so i'm like now, now I'm looking time. at the box and like, now's the time. It's the perfect opportunity. They were delicious. They were like 
a vanilla cookie and then strawberry cream and then a chocolate cookie. Oh they were so good. And they were extremely popular and almost the entire box was gone by the time I left. So it all worked out. I didn't take home a million cookies and I got to try the Neapolitan JoJo's. Perfect. That sounds um, They were really good. And... Yeah, it was a good time. I ended up in an impromptu uh, podcast because there's a local podcast here. It's Cosplay Stitch and Scene. Um, and one of the hosts happened to be at this barbecue. And she's kind of looking around. And she's like, I should record a podcast. And I just happened to be right there and, along with t- three other people or two other people. And she's like, do you guys want to be on the podcast? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we only recorded for like 20 minutes. But it is coming out eventually. It's going to be called like a mini-sode or something. So if you want to check it out, uh, that will be Cosplay Stitch and Seam on iTunes. And um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, there, I, I, I wonder if she's going to leave in the interlude, but she got attacked by a bee. That was pretty funny. <laughs> the, the, one of the hosts is, uh, um, I guess I'll call her, call her by her cosplay name, which is V-Fire Cosplay. Um, she's terrified of wasps. And like... A wasp flew in her general direction while we were recording, and we had to pause for multiple minutes while we tried to scare away the wasp. While wasps are fuckers, freaking out. They are. I I don't blame her at all, honestly. But it was very funny. It's going to be like audio only, so you're not going to have the the visual of all of us swatting at this bee and screaming. It's just going to be like, ah, bees! Bees! <laughs> not the bees! Not the bees! <laughs> it was fun, though. I was, like, the only person there that wasn't cosplaying, like, My Hero Academia. <laughs> it felt like it was all My Hero Academia. And then me. A cat girl. <laughs> and a bunch of people were like, I don't know what you're cosplaying from, but like, that's a look. And I'm like, thanks. There were definitely Final Fantasy fourteen <laughs> cosplayers at SAC Anime. Um, yeah, I haven't seen them as much here, but um, I know I have friends that um, did some, the R Hat casting um, set and then like one of the machinist sets for um, AX. Yeah. But um, one of them told me this story um, this week where uh, she is in the, like, a Final Fantasy XIV Facebook group, and somebody was like, are there any cosplayers? And she's like, yeah, and she posts um, a picture of herself and her husband in these costumes, and he's like, why'd you do the art hat um, set that's so ugly? And she was like, motherfucker. What the <laughs> fuck? I know. Like, that's so rude. It's so goddamn rude. She told this to a group of people and we all got extremely offended on her behalf. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Bitch, did I ask for your opinion? And it's just like, where? And they're like, where what? Where did I ask for your opinion, you punk ass bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I, I'm stalling for time. But. Oh, I saw some, um, well, I can go pre-salt, too. I just also wanted to say that I saw some uh, Azura fan art, and I was like, this looks oddly familiar. And then I realized the only reason I knew who Azura was was because of you. <laughs> I was like, oh, this looks like the character that Kay cosplayed. 
It is the character that Kate cosplays. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, I I have a little bit of pre-sol. I can talk about. I played some Overwatch with uh my friend Raven, and th- she I, she had previously <coughs> played a lot on PC, but she got it for console so that we could play together, which I think is nice. Um, and so she's getting used to the controls, but I don't care because quick play is for having fun. Although sometimes I I mean obviously I get salty. I just talk about it all the time. Like when my team forgets that the payload is there. And I'm like, payload, payload, payload. Uh, but there's just something about playing with your friend that makes you a little, like, I don't know, a little bit crazy. Like, I don't fucking care what happens, right? And at first, we we won a few matches, so we were feeling pretty good. Um, like, <laughs> we definitely carried a match, too, which was kind of funny, because we, we all got the, her and I got the upvotes and stuff. Um... But I was being Moira all the time, so finally I was like, hmm, uh, Widowmaker. <laughs> and I'm like, the entire team cried out at once. <laughs> but I actually did pretty good as Widowmaker. I mean, like, when I'm Moira, I'm getting 40-something a limbs and, like, healing and crazy shit. But, like, good day as Widowmaker for me is 11 a limbs. There was also one point where I was Widowmaker and I had gold in objective kills and a limbs and I was, like, having a good time. So, you know, and my and my friend, we were all just fucking around. She's like, hmm, Hanzo. Like, <laughs> that, like, I don't care. And I'm like, I'm so sorry to the rest of the team who came here to win. And my friend and I are just like, hmm, uh, hmm, Hanzo, uh. Widowmaker, like, <laughs> but I I want to play the new map, bu- the Busan map, um, but I haven't gotten shuffled onto it yet. Apparently, they went to Busan and collected a bunch of noises from Busan to use in the background of the map, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we were having a really fun time just fucking around. Met some people who were not happy that we were fucking around. Um, this one, Too bad. This one fucking diva. It's always the divas. Why? They're, they're always like, I need healing. And I turn around and they have just one thing ticked off their bar. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I was solo healing. And I see, and I'm getting attacked from behind by the enemy diva. Because it was Junkertown. And Junkertown has this weird, like, hole in it where the treasure is you know and then the payload gets pushed past that so you keep getting attacked from people from the coming around through the hole and the other diva came through and is firing at me and our diva is standing standing next to a heal pack that's not used and has the goddamn nerve and the gall to spam i need healing while i'm screeching and running away from this other diva that's attacked i'm like right because i'm like there's a fucking diva behind me diva why and they're standing right next to the heel pack that's right there and i'm like but why but why child it was also funny because a junk rat blew me into another dimension like i i don't i i can only assume it's the junk rat because i didn't see an explosion but usually when you hit one of his mines you go flying right and yeah i like clipped through the wall in junker town or something i was just in the other room like i got blown into the other room and then he used his ult but because he had like knocked me into another room his ult didn't hit me 
<laughs> and I was just laughing, and I was like, uh, uh thanks, I guess. <laughs> it was so funny. I don't know why. We were having a, we were having a time. Um, sometimes it's just nice to, like, to, to remind yourself, oh, this is a game. I'm playing a game. Um, I, this, I guess this could be considered salt, but, like, Y'all, the new Spider-Man game looks amazing, and I wish I could play it. It looks so good. It, I want to play it. It looks so good. And I and then I, I love that there's a dedicated button for making finger guns at random civilians. I know. And then I, that, that fucking, when I made that shit post about how, like, but can you de- fail to deliver a pizza over and over again while the sound of anxi- accelerating anxiety plays in the background? And then, so- and then somebody was like, yes. Yes. Jesse, I have news for you. They have the pizza song, and I was just so sad because I'm like, no, the only thing I had. I actually went back to look at Spider Man Two, and because I had played it when I was really young, all of the older podcast listeners are going to be like, um. But I was a kid when I played it, and I used to play it at my cousin's house, and um, and like I remember it being so good. Like I remember the graphics being amazing, and then I went back to watch it the other day, and I was like. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they, they, the Spider-Man 2 game graphics aren't terrible, but, like, they were not what I remembered, you know? And it's funny, because to me as a kid, that probably was amazing graphics. There was nothing like it yet. But, like, now, compared to other stuff I've played, I'm like, wow, this looks terrible. It looks like when you watch a 480p YouTube video in, like, and you're trying to watch it on the new high-def YouTube, and I'm just like, wow, this is this is not good. Um, and then finally, in pre-salt, uh, guess who got canceled? Uh, <laughs> it's finally over. The evil has been defeated. Go fuck yourself, Big Bang Theory. It's done. It's over with. I am so happy to be free. I'm it's so just, glad. I'm so it couldn't glad. have happened to a better show. It just... And if, if you're going to come at me and be like, why don't you like this? I actually have videos for you to enjoy. Video essays on the topic that explain extremely clearly and concisely why that show gives me the heebie-jeebies. And a lot of it comes down to, like... um like them getting away with misogyny by saying like oh we're undercutting the stereotypic male and i'm like no you're not you're just reinforcing it you can be a nerd and a misogynist as a uh, comic skate has proven um <laughs> and then like the d- just if you if you want to know why i don't like it you could probably just google what's wrong with big bang theory and they'll have like a really good explanation my parents watch it um, I was definitely talking to Kay about stuff that people watch because it makes them feel smart, but it's actually just awful. Um, <laughs> like, can, good motive, bro, but you're still an asshole. Like, I just, I get so um, frustrated, I think, by stuff like that. Uh, so, and it's finally over. It's been like six million seasons and it's finally ending. We're finally free. Um, well, I guess we're not completely free because young sheldon exists which is the show about him being a kid which just seems like a really good way to make fun of people who are possibly on the spectrum um and that's the joke that's the joke people let's make fun of this person who's on the who's on the spectrum Uh, it's funny (laughs) 
Um, ha ha. But yeah. So yeah, the evil has been defeated. I feel. I feel great. I feel strong. Um, I. I mean, like nothing against all the people who. I mean, like I hope they all have jobs set up after this and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't begrudge people making money. I just hate this show. Um, and some of, like, the things that it's perpetuated in nerd culture or what people call nerd culture now. Which is something interesting um, that I could probably talk about. It was weird because my friends were talking about being at Comic-Con and waiting in lines all the time, right? But I didn't wait in any lines because I went to comic book panels. And I was like, hmm fascinating and not that comic con isn't about comics anymore maybe that it should be more about comics but like it is kind of more like pop culture con which i'm not saying that's positive or negative like i'm not painting like a light on that it's just a fascinating development um but i definitely appreciate all the people who pointed out like you know like nerds being out there and being like i'm being i'm being made fun of for being a nerd so i'm gonna be an asshole to other people and i'm like being a nerd is... Because that's helpful. Yeah, that's that's not helpful at all. Yeah, but, like, also, like, being a nerd isn't that serious anymore. Like, it's not that fucked up. Like, nerd culture is a lucrative business. Capitalism is making money off of you. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. And most people, especially now with, like, the advent of the Marvel movies and all that stuff hitting the mainstream, like... Most people know your favorite comic book characters. You ain't special. Yeah. And uh, maybe, you know, and to me, maybe that's a good thing. Um, because, like, I definitely got so sick and tired of gatekeeping. I'll never forget in college where I had to cite the entire history of Aquaman as a comic in order to, like, get these dudes to shut up and just let me watch a movie. And I'm just like, because... Basically, what happens is we have a, um, we have, at my my old college in the dorms, we had, like, an entertainment room, which was just, like, an empty room with a TV and DVD player in it that smelled like feet, um, (laughs) and had some old chairs that probably came with the hotel that the, like, um, that the dorms were converted from, but, God, that room smelled like feet so much. But uh, we would watch movies in there, and they were watching, I don't even remember what movie it was anymore, but it was some comic book movie. And I came in to watch it, because it was an open night. Like, you could schedule stuff, but it was like an open night of, like, watching this movie. And for some reason, they, I don't know, they were talking shit, and it was like one of those things, like, trying to mansplain comic books to me, right? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. And then I give this entire fucking history of a comic book character, which is completely unnecessary. Like, this just happened with that one Victoria's Secret model, who's also a coder. And they, like, made her prove that she could code because she is a woman and there's no... And she's a Victoria's Secret model, so there's no way she could possibly be smart. Um, But it it was definitely one of those things where I had... I felt... I constantly felt like I had to prove myself in order to say that i enjoy anything and yeah there are still people like that obviously otherwise the comics gate thing wouldn't exist but i think because like they're so embedded in pop culture again because people forget that comic books like 
used to be there bruh they used to be popping like soldiers used to carry comic books in their bags like these things were important to people you know what i'm saying and then they kind of became like a niche thing and then they're kind of back in like the pop culture circuit again and people i don't know feel like they lose their specialness when they're part of the pop culture circuit you know what i'm saying but i don't think there's anything wrong with it and i definitely think i've met a lot more people who are very understanding about comic books and like letting people just fucking enjoy stuff without having to know the entire fucking like history of it or like if someone does know more than you it's a conversation that's like let me tell you about the history of this thing because i'm excited about it you know what i'm saying um yeah and people getting excited about people discovering stuff because of the movies. Like, I, after, after, like, there's a lot of the bad stuff, but there's also good stuff, too, of, like, younger people getting into comics and older people being able to be, like, let me tell you all this stuff so we can help because getting into comics is really fucking hard because you are in fucking issue number 380 million and three million arcs happened before you got to this point so let me just quickly give you a rundown of what happened so you can just start reading you know what i'm saying and i like that attitude and i think there should be more of that um so i don't think it's so bad that like comic cons kind of become like this pop culture thing but yeah all of that came from the show being canceled and talking about my actual love for nerd things (laughs) (laughs) and that's my pre-salt Alright, so moving into salt. Um, I am, of course, back on my cosplay bullshit, like, immediately. Um, I even thought, I was like, maybe I should take a couple days off, and then, like, the day after, I was cutting out pattern pieces. So, (laughs) I guess not, um... I've moved on to Taco from the Adventure Zone. Yay! I, I bought a pattern from Hey Cut Sew, uh, Sewing Patterns, which is an online website. I've never bought patterns from them before. Um, I usually get, like, Simplicity or McCall's or Berta or Butterick or blah, blah, blah. The mainstream ones that you get at Joann's and Michael's and whatnot. Um, and this one is an online retailer, but they had specifically a pattern for Taco that came with, like, a shirt, uh, an apron, and a, like, half-shoulder cape. And I liked the look of the cape, essentially, and I also liked the shirt, so I was, like, just gonna take some heavy artistic liberties with that pattern right there. <laughs> um, and overall, it's pretty nice. Like, I, it's designed definitely for people who are very, very new to sewing. It's pretty simple, um, and... Um, the way that it's written, I, I just don't understand it a lot of the time. Like, it's like, I think I've just gotten used to reading patterns a certain way, because Simplicity and McCall's and all those, they're pretty user-friendly, but they're not user-friendly if you've literally never sewn anything before. Because it'll be like, do a basting stitch, and like, the fuck is that? (laughs) I don't know. Just do it. Yeah, that's me Googling. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? But these hey cut sew patterns will explain a basting stitch is when you use a wide stitch length to temporarily um, hold something in place. So you just sew in a straight line without back stitching, and it's just a temporary hold. Okay, great. So if you're really new to sewing, I actually think these patterns are really really good. But for some reason, 
just the way they were written, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what, what are you talking about? Um, and I, but I am able to kind of like modify them to make them a little bit more complicated. It'll be stuff like, um, like I'm lining the cape instead of, cause in the, in the pattern, they're just like, you know, fold over the edges and do a top stitch, but I'm going to do a lining cause I think that'll look nicer. And cause I know what I'm doing, but if you didn't know what you were doing, you could very easily follow these pattern instructions and make a very nice looking cape, um, all by yourself. They're also made out of a really thick fat, like, uh, paper instead of that shitty tissue paper that most patterns are made out of, which is kind of nice, but it was also quite a bit more expensive. Yeah. than those patterns, because I can usually get those patterns for a dollar each uh, if I wait for a sale. Um, but, you know, I, I, I needed this, so I was struggling through, and I found a mystery piece. So usually, on sewing patterns, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> so it'll be like cape front, cut one of fabric, um, and then it'll be like cape shoulder, cut, cut two of fabric, cut one of interfacing, you know, whatever. Um this one was just a piece, and it, it wasn't labeled. And it's not like it was too small to be labeled. Like, it was a huge piece. And I'm just like, what is this? Where, who, where do you belong? Who are you? Pattern piece. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I hope it's not important. <laughs> I... Sorry, it's so funny to me. It's like when you build an entire piece of furniture from Ikea, and then you have, like, this one piece left over, and you're like, I hope this wasn't important. Yeah, you just have, like, this extra screw, and you're like, I hope I didn't need this. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what it is. I still don't know what it is, and the pattern instructions didn't help, so... <laughs> Did you try Googling it, maybe? Someone else has had this issue? It's, I... The... Mm, no, I didn't try that. But, like, I looked at the um, instructions for the pattern, and it has, like, you know, this piece is this thing, and it, it has them all, like, laid out in a picture, and I, I have... It, it's not mentioned. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if maybe it's, like, <sighs> one of those pattern pieces where it's, like, if you're a small medium, use this piece. If you're a, like, large, extra large, use this piece. Um, and it just isn't labeled because you're supposed to just know somehow psychically, I guess. Um, but it's a mystery. Um, and of course I, I had this fabric that I wanted to use for the cape. It was this nice red color. I got it ages ago for free from a friend and she swore up and down it was velveteen, but I really think it was suede. Oh. Um, it felt like su faux suede. Yeah. And I thought it would work, but I think it was too heavy of a fabric um, because this pattern requires a lot of gathering and it just kind of like, like it puckered where the gathers were and then it just kind of stuck straight out from there and it didn't have any kind of flow. Oh, like my um, Lady Maria cape in when, in game when I lift up my arm and it just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, goodbye. <laughs> like it was heavy, so it would drape, but it was very like stiff and it just... It just didn't look nice. Um, so I dug through my fabric closet and I found some fabric that I bought for a different cosplay that never really panned out. And um, it's like a black and silver brocade fabric. So like a silky, like a heavy silky kind of fabric. And I think that's going to work a lot better. So I recut out every single fucking piece. Um, <laughs> the nice thing about this brocade is that it, I don't think it's supposed to be double-sided, but like it is. 
Um, and one side's like black with a silver um, design on it. And then the other side is silver with a lighter silver design on it. So I think I could like use that for a bit of contrast. Um, and it's very, I, I, I basically completely changed the color scheme of this costume. I was planning, I was planning on like a red and black and brown. And then, um, and now it's going to be like silver and black and blue. So <laughs> I've completely changed the entire color scheme, but I think it'll silver, be kind of nice and blue makes me think of like space age and like, yeah. and I mean, galaxy is kind of yeah. a thing with the adventure zone. And yes. some flamboyant colors and patterns work for Taco as well. That's kind of what's nice about this costume is that you can take a lot of creative liberties with it because there isn't really a canon design for Taco, um, other than that he's a high elf. But um, it'll so it'll work. And I think these kind of like this, the pattern on this brocade is pretty good for him because it's kind of it's kind of loud and garish, so it'll work really well. Um, I think that's part of the reason why I ended up never using it for that other costume was that it kind of, it kind of doesn't work for anything. Um, but it works for this. So yay me. Um, the, <laughs> I talked earlier about being attacked by a bee at the cosplay in the park. <laughs> there, bees. There's so many fucking bees. Like they had all the trash cans out and I think they were supposed to be emptying them sometime soon because like, the bees, they were everywhere. And of course we had food and I was wearing a red skirt and they just freaking loved me. And like, <laughs> at one point my friend's like, um, a wasp just flew under your skirt. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> it's getting fresh. You fucking pervert. Like. Wasp, Mr. Wasp, we don't even know each other. Can you like not? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice and I didn't feel it. And it must've flown away immediately because I never found it, but. I, I, like, I, I was just like, I, I could barely, my friend's like a bee just flew up your skirt and I'm like, I, I, my, my brain just kind of like blue screened and I'm just like, ew. <laughs> I just, I heard the like fucking Mac restart noise in my head. <laughs> Basically, so like, I don't know, I don't know how to react to that. So I just said, ew. <laughs> And in retrospect, I'm kind of surprised that I didn't completely panic because I'm also pretty afraid of wasps. But um, I guess by that point, I was just done. I was like, oh, my God, there's so many bees. Bees! bees. Not the bees! Not the bees! <laughs> God. Summer. Got my hat on backwards and it's time to fucking party. <laughs> it's it's going to be um, fall on the 23rd in the northern soon. hemisphere. I don't know what the fuck is ever happening on the Southern Hemisphere. Y'all are moving into spring? I don't know. Every time I think about y'all having to endure Christmas shit in the summer, I'm just like, I'm sorry. I just remember that Surfer Santa song that we got last year. That was fun. Like, when it's starting to look a lot like Christmas... You guys are like, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Sun everywhere you go. It's hot as fuck outside. (laughs) My shoe has melted to the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The last thing I have to talk about is Final Fantasy XIV. I was trying to 
figure out how to unlock the next um, job quest for Black Mage. Because I know the next skill that... I'm supposed to have this skill already. I'm level 54, and you're supposed to get Ley Lines at level 52. And I know that Ley Lines are important, because that's the one that increases your DPS if you stand perfectly still in the center of the <laughs> circle. Which is, like, a big meme in the Final Fantasy XIV community, because they're like, oh, they're doing the Black Mage thing where they stand completely still and get fucking wrecked, because they don't want to leave their DPS behind. Um... But, so I need to get that spell, but I can't unlock the next Black Mage quest. So I was trying to look up how to do that. And um, it the guide is confusing. And it told me in chronological order that the next one I should do is the Relic Reborn quest. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. The Relic Reborn quest is about 100 quests long, it feels like. Oh my god. And it's a lengthy, like fetch quest so i actually pulled it up so i can talk about the bullshit i went to to get this relic weapon um so you you're basically able to get it as soon as you get through the ultimate weapons story quest which is like the end of a realm reborn so i've already done that and you have to have completed all the job quests for the black mage up to that point which i had um and then you have to also have access to the hard modes for ifrit uh, Garuda and Titan, which I had unlocked, so I'm already halfway there. Cool, great. Um, then you need to travel to Vesper Bay, and you need to speak with a dude, and he will tell you about Rowena out in Revenant's Toll, so teleport out there, you talk to Rowena, and then you can unlock the a quest that will allow you to unlock Amdapur Keep. So you go and you unlock Amdapur Keep, and then you can access it from the Duty Finder. Then you need to go oh to God. North Shroud and speak with the blacksmith Geralt. And Geralt will tell you that you need to get this specific weapon so that you can transform it into your relic weapon. For me, that was the Sanguine Staff. Um, and, oh no, first, sorry, wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. First, you need to go to the Beastman Stronghold, which is oh different depending on your class. For me, it was Outer Lenosha. I had to go fight those little gremlin dudes. Um, and that I don't remember the name of. It doesn't really matter. But you get <laughs> this weapon, and you bring it back to Geralt. And then you have, then Geralt's like, okay, you need to get your class weapon, which for me was a Sanguine Scepter, and then you need to get two Materias. And he asks for specific kinds of Materia. Uh, that you need to get, and you need to meld the staff with these materia, and then you need to give that to him. So I didn't have the staff already. So I'm like, all right, well, how do you get that? So now I've, by this point, I have like six fucking tabs open on my computer. Um, <laughs> and you can't just like buy the Sanguine Scepter. You have to craft it. But in order to craft it, you need to be a level 50 goldsmith. Well, I'm only a level 15 goldsmith. So already we're having a problem here. So... I'm like, well, how else can I get it? Does it drop from anybody? Absolutely not. So I'm like, These I am are such not Final fi Final Fantasy problems. It is the most MMO of all MMO problems. But I am like, I'm not going to spend forty fucking hours grinding my goldsmith class up to level fifty from level fifteen. Like, I do not have that kind of patience right now. Maybe sometime in the future, but but no, you got to draw a line in the sand somewhere, man. But so I go to the market boards, and thankfully the Sanguine Scepter is only like a couple thousand materia. Not materia. What's the currency? Gill. It's a couple thousand gill. So I got one, and I also was able to buy Savage Might Materia 3 off the market board in a pack of like 15 or something like that for some reason. That was also pretty cheap. So thanks whoever puts that stuff on the market boards, because I never used the market boards. That was my first time. Um, and I'm like, all right, 
I'll meld this, but I my my level's not high enough. I don't remember what class I need to be to meld materia, but it was I was significantly underleveled for that. So I'm like, fuck this. So I had to get um, an NPC to do it, which cost a little bit more gil, but not a lot. And it took me a while to figure out how to do that too. But I got it. Uh, and I had to do it twice because I didn't realize that you needed two materia for it. I thought you only needed one because I wasn't really paying attention when I talked to Geralt, to be honest. And then I brought it, I had, by this point I was in Ulda for some reason. So I had to go all the way back out to Falgord Float and then, and then ride my carbuncle out to Geralt in this little podunk town that doesn't have an ethernet crystal and talk to him again. And then he's like, well, now you need to get Illumina Salts. So you need to go fight the Chimera, and that's a that's like a, a duty. You have to f- fight him in a party of four, I think. No, it's eight, oh eight God. people. So that it took like twenty minutes just to who get in there. There's not a lot of people. Shit? Square who, Enix, see, Square like, Enix. But who at Square Enix is like? I've. They're like, we need a ridiculous quest in order for them to get this item or spell or whatever. Well, it's like twelve dollars a month to play this game. So if they're they're laughing all the way to the bank, honestly, they they, they got me. They have to keep me playing. Um, so I'll keep paying them. But like, so you fight you fight the Chimera. It's not that tough of a fight, uh, especially with eight people. Um, but in order to get to the Chimera, you have to go all the way out to Curthus. I camp Dragonhead and go find him out in the snowy wilderness and then unlock the area and then wait in the duty finder for like remember that I'm dealing with DPS queues so like when you're a DPS in Final Fantasy you're, you're looking at waiting 15, 20, 30 minutes yeah. to get into these dungeons if you're a tank you get in immediately and if you're a healer you're like maybe you'll wait 5 minutes um, but I'm DPS so I have to suffer <laughs> um after you're done with this, you go back to Geralt. And again, that requires a teleport and quite a bit of jogging. Um, now it's time to do Amdapur Keep, finally. Um, I had already done Amdapur Keep at this point because I thought that I would like, oh, well, I'm going to need this for this quest, so I should just get ahead of myself. Nope. Can't do that, so I had to do it again. Bullshit. Um, yep. You have to talk to Rowena, and then you need to go do Amdapur Keep. As the, your chosen job, you can't, like... If I so I was doing the black mage quest, I couldn't like put on my samurai gear and do a do it as a samurai and then go back to black mage. Like that won't work. You have to do it as your chosen class. So I did that. That was a really long wait. I think I was waiting in the duty finder for like forty five minutes for that one. Nobody nobody wants to fucking play that one. I guess. Um, and then you bring the glyph back to Rowena and um, <coughs> excuse me and Revenant's toll. Excuse me. And then you go back to Geralt. So you teleport to Fulgur Float and you ride out to Geralt to continue the quest. And then, God, this is so long. It's, this is, this is part five out of like ten. We're halfway there. This quest sucks. So you, then you have to go hunt beastmen. And for Black Mage, I had to go to the mines and I had to fight eight each of three different kinds of these little gremlin dudes. So I had to fight 24 of these little guys and <coughs> God, I'm sorry. Let me take a fucking sippy. 24 little goblin dudes. And then it's time to fight the Hydra. And so you go back to Geralt and after fighting 24 fucking beastmen, and then you have to go and fight the Hydra with 
your unfinished weapon. We're part six of ten. We're going. <laughs> and this also requires a teleport because it's out by Halatali, which is in a totally different continent from Geralt. And then you, after you fight the Hydra, which was a lot faster to get into, it's another eight-man one. After you fight the Hydra, you go back to Geralt, and then he starts sending you to the other primals. So you have to fight Ifrit and Garuda and Titan. And then you need to get an item from somebody out in Mordona. And then you go back to Geralt. And then your weapon's finished. What the <laughs> fuck? Ah! Uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> I do not have the patience for this. Every time someone's like, do you want to play Final Fantasy fourteen? And I'm like, bitch, every day is a quest for me. Like... <laughs> I don't have time to be going through, what did you say, 10 steps of this thing? 10 parts, and some of those parts are multiple steps. It's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it, Kay. And then you have to upgrade it. Ah, no. <laughs> That's easy enough, but you have to teleport out to Revenant's Toll, buy three of this item, and then you go back to the town with Geralt in it, and you use that item on the furnace and combine it with your weapon. And then you can do the Zodiac weapons. And I was like, oh no, I've heard about this. I the plus side to all this is that I made a friend towards the end oh, while I was waiting for thing, Titan. Yeah. Fuck the rest Wait, of that. The while I was waiting for Titan, part. there was this other um, Alra character there. And she was like, I'm saying she because the character was female. I don't actually know this person. But um, she, she uses the shout channel and she's like, what, Geralt? And so I thought she like didn't know who she needed to talk to, so I point. I made my character point at him. Mm-hmm. And then she turns to me and she's like, he's busy, Rez. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, he can talk and make stuff at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of turned into this weird, like, semi-roleplay like, thing where she's like, yeah, but then he expects us to do all the work for him. And I'm like, I know, right? Like, what's <laughs> up with that? And She's like, he's this super buff dude, and he expects us tiny little Aura girls to do all of his dirty work for him. And I'm like, I know, this guy could totally fight a primal by himself. It's so, <laughs> he's so lazy. And um, and then my duty finder popped. And so I'm like, speaking of primals, I must go now. My people need me. And like, <laughs> disappeared. And go, went and fought uh, Titan. But then when I came back, she was still there. And so she's like, welcome back. How was the fight? And I'm like, well, I didn't die this time, so that's good. And she asked if I needed help with any of the other primals. I was like, no, that was the last one. So I went and talked to Geralt and I did the thing. And she's like, oh, now you need to upgrade it. And so she created a party with me and then she teleported to Revenant's Tool so that when when she teleported, it would come up with a message like, do you want to teleport with your party member? And then, um, so I did. And she showed me where I needed to go to buy the item and how many I needed to get. And then she brought me back to... um, Falgor float and we rode out to her smell together and then she showed me where I needed to go to use the item and then who I needed to speak to afterwards to get the Zodiac weapons quests and I was like oh no I've heard about the Zodiac weapons because <laughs> those are like I just that that relic weapon was a fucking grind but I've yeah. heard the Zodiac weapons are like notorious for their grinding um so that's we'll so see how cute, that works. Though. Yeah, and she she invited me to join her link shell with all of her friends, and so I'm in her link shell now, and 
It was super nice, and she's like, you seem like a nice player, and I'm I'm excited to play more with you. And I was like, thank you, you too, I have to log off now, bye. And so, at least my nightmare fetch quest ended on a positive note. That's so cute. It's like when that Todoroki led me through Sack Anime to find a fucking waifu charm. And I was just like, <laughs> you truly are the hero. <laughs> <laughs> the hero I needed right now. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. and that was also the same day I posted a video of uh, my character and a group of other characters uh, all dancing together while a bard played music in the distance. And that was the same day. We were just like, I don't know, I was waiting for my duty finder to pop and I saw this group of players dancing and I just ran up and joined them and did a stupid dance. And then like, I was like we got a party up in here and then teleported away to go fight Ifrit. All I but, can think um, about is if I was a bard, the song of my people would be My Neck, My Back by Kia. <laughs> Honestly, like, there's a couple of classes um, that I don't really, like, actually want to play, but that I want to have available to me. Um, like, the... And one of those is the bard. Like, I want... I don't actually want to play bard, but I want to be able to whip out my harp and start playing music. Um, so I think... Those might be the, uh, that one in Red Mage might be the one that I go into Palace of the Dead for. Mm -hmm. Because Palace of the Dead, um, I don't really understand what Palace of the Dead is. But what I understand is that it's not good for learning how to level, like how to play a class. Because um, you start at level one and you level up rapidly yeah. while you're playing it. And then when you get out, you're level 70. And so you pick up really bad habits. Um, but if you don't actually give a shit. Like, and you just want to say that you have a level 70 red mage or a level 70 bard, then that's a perfectly adequate way to level up. So I think maybe, like, someday I'll, like, stream it or whatever and do, um, like, a Final Fantasy Palace of the Dead drinking game or something to make it, like, not horribly boring. <laughs> and I'll just level up red mage and or bard in Palace of the Dead, and that'll be, like, my, that's like, so well, cute. I have to play it at least once. Um, so... Maybe we'll try that out. There is also story content in Palace of the Dead that I'm marginally interested in. So some someday I'll I'll tweet about it when I actually decide to do it. But I don't have a firm date right now because Anime Bonsai is coming up, and I wanna I wanna get my costumes it's all coming. sorted out and it's everything. Coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> like George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, I just I just want to play play music and do like there was that one one video that Jake sent us of the bard playing Despacito. <laughs> <laughs> this is so sad. Bard play Despacito. And then I have that video I, I took of the bard playing um, "Don't Stop Believing." Don't stop believing. Like, that guy literally showed up. Ass. Yeah, and he 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 literally showed up and was like, "I shall play you the song of my people." And started playing <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's fun in, in 14, because, like, um, because of the performance mode where you can just screw around and play whatever and figure it out um, on your keyboard or whatever, but I don't really know how it works as, like, a serious... I never see them in the game, I, so they must not be very fun to, like, yeah. play in dungeons, because uh, ne I've never played with a bard in a dungeon. Similarly, I've never played with a red mage in the dungeon, and I was not impressed by the first Red Mage quest, which makes me think that it's a good candidate for Palace of the Dead. 
But um, it's I don't just, know. Correct me if I'm wrong, people who play fourteen. It's just kind of one of those things. Whereas, like, it's not like D and D, where like D and D, you get actual skills as a bard yeah. that are like kind of helpful. Even though, like, I'm I we actually had a gnome bard in one of my campaigns that was super duper helpful, and he was just using like taunt, which I guess you just say mean things to people. <laughs> <laughs> You sing mean things to people. He's a bard. <laughs> he doesn't always sing. So I guess bards also because they tell stories too. Yeah, they're just entertaining. They're entertainment. Could you imagine in the ye old days, just like that was your job is to entertain people? I guess that, people do that now. Yeah, they do that now. But you don't like follow around a group of people and sing to them. That would be hilarious. <laughs> well, it depends. It depends, I guess, because you know there's like street buskers or whatever. That's but... true. But it's like, could you imagine, right? There's this party of people, and they're like, wow, we're going to go on a really long trek. And it's going to be really boring and arduous sometimes. Let's go grab this dude who plays fucking mandolin and just fucking bring him on this arduous trying journey with us so that he can serenade us and tell us funny stories. I guess it does sound a little ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds hilarious to me. It just reminds me of in... um, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail when they're like, Sir Robin ran away. <laughs> they later ate his, his minstrels too, <laughs> yeah. if I remember correctly. Yes, they did, because they got hungry. <laughs> uh. Alright, that's my, that's my salt. Alright, I don't have very much salt except for math. That's it. No, um, I think I just am frustrated because I was talking to my friend about this, but like, I wish that my teacher would specifically give us problems that are at the same caliber of the homework in class so that I could handle, learn how to do those problems before I went to do the homework. And suddenly it's like, I've never seen this before in my entire fucking life. That's not helpful to me. It doesn't help me at all. Um, And, oh, you know what? I got beef. Hold on. Hold on. So... So this fucking class, right, that I'm paying, I'm paying the government money to suffer. And the, and like on top of that, right, she's like, there's no book. We're just going to use this website. Okay. Oh, that, that sounds, that sounds, you know, deceptive to me already. And that's where we have to type in all our homework, which is really annoying because sometimes I just get questions wrong because of the way I typed it in and I have to do a whole other problem. Um... And so, uh, but she's doing it so that we don't cheat off of each other because it gives us all random problems. Um, but so we, we're doing this on this website. That's one thing. But then also she gives us this code for financial aid for the first two weeks that gives us the program free for the first two weeks. Okay. So I'm going to have to also pay for this program on top of the class. I didn't, cool. I didn't think about it, but I'm like, okay, well, it was probably be, like, whatever the price of the book was, or whatever. Um, you want to know how much this goddamn program was? Because I ran out of financial aid, so I went to just go buy the program. It was 104 American dollars. Yep, I had my suspicions. 104 dollars. So I'm probably going to pay, like, 100 and something dollars for the class, and then it's like, here, pay 104 dollars for this website that's fucking terrible to use. And I'm just like... But why? 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 Um, 
Yeah, I I was so mad, and it's just ugh. The education system here is fucking wild. They want they want your money, and they want it now. Um, call JJ Whitworth eight seven seven cash now. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have those commercials in other places. Oh, we do. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Call JJ Wentworth 877-COUCH. No. Um, if Actually you- came up at work the other day. It was my coworkers. So. <laughs> it's my money. I don't remember why. I just remember that it came up somehow. Yeah. It's these, uh, if you, if you guys don't have them, cause maybe you're out of country, um, through these commercials and for some reason they're always fucking singing that in like an opera version it's my money and i need cash now um yeah capitalism capitalism i'm pretty sure jg wentworth is a uh oh no it's a finance company it i was gonna say isn't that like a lawyer <laughs> i'm mixing i'm mixing them up with the uh mesothelioma <laughs> if you or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma, you may be, um, what is it? You Entitled to, to, to a settlement or something. <laughs> yeah. Compensation. I, yeah. I tell this to people all the time, but it, like, terrifies my mom how many infomercials I know. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, this That's is... That's how they work. That's how they work. It's truly horrifying. Get connected for free with Education Connection. Um, I just, I just actually read a, a Tumblr post that was actually pretty interesting about, um, how subversive and awful, like, like these things are. And people are like, okay, right, but this Wendy's, this funny Twitter Wendy's ad doesn't get me to buy Wendy's, right? And they're like, that's- That does make you aware of Wendy's. (laughs) Yeah, and that's not the horror of it. Because what it does, this person pointed out this whole thing. Um, about how basically what it does is that it personifies those companies. So like they were, they gave the example of your weird, funny uncle Geico because Geico has those ads that are like funny and entertaining, which makes them personable. And so you forget that they're a company that's there to get your money. And, and they're like, that's truly horrifying. Thank you for bringing that to my attention today. Um, and that's how I feel about uh, all these infomercials that I have forever stuck into my head where I could have math, um, but I don't. Yeah, that's the kicker, isn't it? It's like, I can remember something you stole, but instead I remember called J.G. Wentworth. <laughs> or 1-800-588-2300-EMPIRE. Today. One call, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that might be local, but and then uh, the 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 sunsetter with the sunsetter. My patio is ten degrees cooler. Um, <laughs> even incidentally, Wetzel's pretzels, good pretzels. Like, oh god, life is just really bizarre. But that's my anger about capitalism for today. It's fucking having to pay for that math class. I'm really stressed out about money. If y'all didn't know. Um, so I just, I just don't have the money. And then like, I might have to drop a different class and I'm like, but then I still have to pay with it for it because it's a withdrawal and I don't really have money to be paying for this class. So life truly is mystifying and, uh, and I, I feel weird at all times. Um, then at, at DC, my sweet summer child. Um, <laughs> so there's like some weird rumors going on. The rumor come out. Does uh, Henry Cavill not Superman? I does is want to know. Um, so I guess it went around that 
he either he got fired or he left. I didn't hear about this. As, as Superman. Because um, it's a rumor, so nobody knows if it's true, but it, like, it was trending for a little bit. Um, but essentially because Man of Steel bombed and then Justice League bombed. Um, and so they're talking about getting a new actor for uh, Superman. I don't think Oh, uh, yes. That'll fix the problem. That'll fix the because problem. Because the problem's with the actor and not with the writing. And I don't and know if he was just like, I can't do this anymore because it keeps like bombing um yeah and everybody's making fun of him for being a emotionless husk of a man uh the only (laughs) thing i can think about still with henry cavill is like just fucking the like the the i'm still thinking about the i don't know how to not get accused of raping women it's like burned into my mind um i don't think he's a bad person i just think he's like a dude you know just like a dude's dude a guy a real Johnny. Um, no, no offense if your name is Johnny. Jimmy, come and get your dinner, Jimmy. Come and get <laughs> it, you bastard. Um, but like, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of like the like, like what people expect, like societally of men. Um, and like, that's no insult to men. Y'all are fine. That's not you. It's like. There's lots of societal pressures that are just fucking awful. Um, But I I don't think there's anything particularly great or bad about him. I don't think he's even, like, a bad actor. I've just never been, like, impressed by anything he's ever done. But, like, I've also not been not impressed. So... And part part of the problem with his portrayal of Superman is not necessarily his fault. Because it is the director's fault slash the writer's fault. Yeah. Like... you can only do so much with that material. And and then part of it is now suddenly people are coming out of the woodworks and like, actually, Man of Steel was really good. Y'all are just... All of those people are wrong. And they're like, they're like, the MCU, y'all are just MCU bias. Not everything can be like the MCU. And I talk shit about the MCU, like, literally. We, all we the talk time, shit so. about, like, we fucking ripped apart Infinity War, but I still actually enjoy that movie. Like, I had a I good get, time. I get more and more sour on it as time goes on, but we'll talk about that sometime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, because, like, the more plot holes, I just, like, lay in bed at night and I'm like, wait a minute. And it's a lot. It's one of those movies that comes back and hits you in the face because you just remember all the plot holes. The only thing I <laughs> like but i did appreciate how they split up the teams like that was fine and all the lines were fine and whatnot i didn't have any weird line issues um everybody seemed pretty in character so that was fine for me but like i enjoy shitty movies all the time so if you enjoyed man of steel that's not like bad you just enjoyed the movie and if it's not bad but i do think you're a huge huge weirdo because that movie's boring as shit it is so Oh, God. I mean, it's if you like it, you shit. do you, it's but I like don't understand you. Weird tone to that movie. Um, which is, like, part of the... I was just thinking about this today as I was driving home because I thought this fucking news was hilarious and sad. Um, but... And just the people talking about how, uh, like, MCU bias. And maybe I, I... I wouldn't say I'm biased, but I enjoy the MCU movies more. Um, especially like- now that I'm an adult. I like the tone of the MCU movies more. They're yeah. not as like sour and mean spirited and sad as the DC movies are. And like that sometimes can work. Like we all like the Dark Knight. Everybody saw that movie when it came out, but 
it doesn't work for everything and they keep trying to apply it universally and yeah. it's not working. I think that's and then the they're like, what? problem. We keep shuffling our players around and like nothing's happening. I don't understand. And, and they don't seem to understand the fundamental problem with what they're doing. Whereas like the, the sort of campy fun attitude really works for comic book movies. Like it's not going to work for all comic book movies, but it's like, it certainly wouldn't work for Watchmen no. and it wouldn't work for Batman quite as much. It, it can, but like, if you want to have like a good Batman movie, it's a little, it's a little easier to go dark with that one. But like, you could do it for Shazam and Superman and Aquaman and Justice League, and it doesn't yeah. have to be sad all the time. And they just don't understand that. And that's why I like the Marvel movies better, is because they're not sad all the time. I also <laughs> like, just don't like the visual aesthetic of the DC movies, where they put that so blue ass filter. Yes, what the <laughs> fuck. Over every Even, single... Like, I liked Wonder Woman, but it still was... It was brown, and I didn't like it. I was like, why is this whole film like this? And then, like, the other thing is, like, the their, uh, their fucking use of slow motion hurts me, okay? And it's just, like, it seems to be, like, a house style, right, of WB to have... Zack Snyder. Zack, Zack Snyder. <laughs> it's just, like, their house the style. The curse of Zack Snyder. And I can't... I can't handle it. But I was also thinking about, like, on a comic book level as I was driving home today um, from my therapist, which is a weird time to think about this. But uh, I was driving home and I was thinking about how when I was younger, I really liked DC books. In fact, I don't think I even picked up very many Marvel books. I almost exclusively was, like, DC and indie stuff. Um, and and I realized it was because, like, when I was a kid, I mean, not that I'm not angry now. I'm angry about different things now. I'm angry about social injustice and fucking paying $104 for a fucking extension of a math class I'm already paying for. But, like, those are the things I'm angry about now. When I was younger, I was ang- I was much more personally angsty, right? I'm so... He's so angsty. Um, Nobody understands me. Yeah. <laughs> and when I was that age, reading Batman really resonated with me, right? Because, like, that's a very personal story of personal vengeance and even though he's like trying to clean up the streets of gotham everything that motivated him to begin with was a personal story and a lot of those stories connect or surrounding him are very personal not that there aren't stories like that in the mcu there are and everybody has their own dark backstory or whatever but like i think dc is just has a lot of those kinds of like personal things um, I would actually yeah. exclude Superman from that until much later, but I think yeah. that as a as a young person, I really resonated with those stories. And as I got older, I kind of started to find them more and more ridiculous. <laughs> and and the thing about it is, like, I don't need things to be realistic all the time. That's the suspense. I don't need it because there's nothing realistic about a man who dresses as a bat to fight crime. There just isn't. But like. It can still be enjoyable. I can still have a good time and I can still feel things for the characters, you know? Um, and I, I I, just had issues with the way that DC started marketing that angstness too. Like, I vividly remember um, there was that uh, Harley Quinn art contest that they did where the, like, thing you had to draw was her, like, killing herself in a bathtub, and she has, uh, yeah, and being, like, like, and making a joke. Um, hi, I have fucking mental illness, and I don't find this funny. Like, I, it was weird, too, because it was, like, it was, like, a joke, and it was also, 
sexual. So, so ill-advised. Yeah, because it was, like, also the added layer of, um the bathtub and i I remember somebody an artist that i follow uh made this fucking (laughs) picture of it was just dc's logo in a bathtub and it like and a toaster like falling into the bathtub and it's like well that's all for me folks and they're like hey y'all can just submit this freely i give you full permission to submit this to the (laughs) like um and they're like i made something for all of you to submit to dc for this contest and it was and like, and I'm not saying that Marvel hasn't done anything wrong because I'm still yeah. fucking butthurt about Northrop Grumman like getting money from or making deals with the like CEO of Marvel. Like capitalism is the just whole, the whole awful. James Gunn situation. Yeah, like there's like, just so much shit that's just like that you're know, like with both companies. But I I definitely think that what that one incident solidified for me was the stuff I don't like about dc um yeah and there's also like and i also kind of when i was talking about tone it's not like the marvel movies are never sad or whatever yeah like i'm thinking like guardians of the galaxy 2 yeah (laughs) but overall they're they're it's a lot more like upbeat and the ones that are really dour and awful are the ones that tend to like not be fan favorites looking at you age of ultron yeah so age of ultron was such a goddamn mess and (laughs) i and like i think that and there's nothing wrong with appreciating tones because I think that's personal taste, you know? Yeah. Like, I think that's a big personal thing. Um, but I think part of the problem that, like, the DCMs – and I don't I don't know how to fix it because I'm not – I just want to say that these people work really hard and they're doing the best they can. Um, but I, I also think that there's been a lot of people, like, communicating their problems with the films and then they keep picking random things to – to, to change and it's not nothing that anybody's ever giving them feedback on um but i definitely think like it's that um that meme of the guy like shooting the guy in the chair like, who could have done this <laughs> yes exactly DC destroying their own movies with bad writing like why don't the fans like this it's so weird to me and i i think it's like i and i think you really hit the nail on the head when you're like yeah some movies need that dark angsty tone like batman is i I, I mean, remember when they tried to make those fun Batman movies and everybody was like, and they nipples. weren't fun and they weren't fun. None of us had a good time. Um, like the last time there was a fun Batman movie that people actually enjoyed, Adam West was Batman. Yeah. And that was like, that was a very specific kind of fun where it was like almost dumb on purpose. Yes. And well, that you, also had to do with the comics code era. The comics code. And it was also a different time. Yeah. Like. You can't really do a movie like that now, seriously. Um, at least not like a major blockbuster. Yeah. So definitely I'm not expecting another Batman movie like that. But if you lean too hard into the camp now with Batman, it, it, you get um, George Clooney Batman. And we don't want to talk about that. Yeah. So I mean, okay, right. But like the Catwoman from those movies is like one of my sexual awakening stories. We'll, <laughs> we'll get back to that um, <laughs> someday. Uh but yeah, I I just but for like it's not every single character. It's like give us some some wiggle room. Maybe try some different you know uh, overlays over your film. Yeah. Maybe and I've also talked before about how um, frustrated I am with the portrayal of Superman in the DCU as oh, yeah. um, this like uncaring, all powerful god king. 
And <laughs> God I, King is a good. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I know he has no humanity, and of all the characters that should have humanity, shouldn't it be Superman? That's the whole and like point I, of Superman, and I like I know that like he's an alien, so it's kind of ironic to be like, oh, he has humanity, and I'm not even saying he should never kill because he has killed in the comics before. Yeah, that's um, not what I'm concerned with, but like. I, I think it was a bad way to end that movie, actually, though. Because it's like, here's our new Superman. He kills people instead of, like, <laughs> being like that. Unless, instead of making it something that happened later, you know? Um, after we knew him for a while and we were like, oh, this was a real trial for him, you know? Yeah, and, like, they had, they had Batman just, like, indiscriminately murdering people in those <laughs> movies. And I'm like, what the... I, um... <laughs> Yeah, like, how are you so- you could never introduce Jason Todd now, because the whole debacle with Jason Todd is that, like, his whole- their big fight is that, um, is that, like, Batman won't kill the Joker, and Jason Todd's like, okay, but please? (laughs) (laughs) There's this episode of Adventure Time where, like, um, Bubble Gum's like, the door lords, we tried to lock them away, but they keep getting out because they're door lords. And Marceline's like, no, they keep getting out because you let them live. Like, that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, But you can't do that in the DCU. And I get because, like, and probably someone's thinking was like, okay, well, it's stupid that he doesn't kill people. But now we have a whole bunch of other problems that you have to fucking deal with. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, they don't. And, and they don't and they just deal don't. with that's, them. That's the main problem is that they don't deal with it yeah, at all. They don't like, address it at ba- all. If Batman starts showing up and just murdering random people, you have to say something about that. Somebody has to do something. Fucking Commissioner <laughs> Gordon's just like, not my division. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I can't read suddenly i don't know like commissioner gordon batman's just fucking slaughtering people hmm like hmm hmm what i'm old i can't hear <laughs> like i'm just i'm just thinking now about when um the like clips from um the killing joke animated adaptation played at yeah. comic-con and everyone viscerally recoiled in horror when they when the whole like Barbara Gordon Batman sexual relationship happened and everybody was like no no <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen an entire fandom just like shy away from something so quickly and universally as that they're like I we we don't want your garbage <laughs> we don't want your garbage nobody asked for this that movie also has the similar issue of not really understanding what made the source material good yeah. Or like interesting. Um, but that god, that's another that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> I I think it's interesting to like I, I haven't picked up a DC title in years. I don't remember the last time I picked up a DC title. I think it was just after Death in the Family. Um, which was I think that was one of the last arcs I picked up in DC. Uh where Death in the Family didn't have a death, but then the arc after that had a death. <laughs> <laughs> uh I picked up a couple of Green Lantern trades a couple years ago. Yeah, you know, the, I just, it's been so long since I gave a shit. Um, and I don't know if that's just me, my taste changing, although I'm still an emo fucker, so, like, what's the truth Oprah gif? Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I guess I, I just, this whole thing made me just think about um, 
my relationship with DC Comics, like, changing over time. Uh, and also, I just thought it was fucking hilarious that people just came out of nowhere suddenly and were like, actually, Man of Steel was good. You're just mean. And I'm it's like... The same, the same people who... Um... Where, like, the, pe- the the Star Wars prequels aren't that bad. It's like, yeah, no, no they're worse. worse. <laughs> yeah, the fucking people who try to do- I, I, bruh, bruh, if you like the Star Wars prequels, power fucking to ya. The first movie came out when I was, like, six or seven years old, and I loved it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. I acknowledge now that that first movie is terribly boring. God, it's so boring. And- and the, the politics don't make better. sense. Like, when you actually... Because, like, 90% of those movies are politics. <laughs> and then, like, when you actually break down the politics, they don't make any sense. And I'm like, this isn't... What? What? I definitely... And, like, like there are characters I even really love from the prequels. Like, I I absolutely loved... Um, like, we're, let's, let's be honest, I loved Obi-Wan. And yeah, I still fucking hated Yoda. Great. Ewan McGregor, yeah, like, he was just so lovable, um, and also Darth Maul, who died in the first movie by being cut in half, but then guess what, he wasn't actually dead, as we found out later, because I guess, I guess they genjied him, um, he's real popular, yeah, with his robo legs, but I'm sad, because that bad, yeah, that bad dragon shit fell off in the hole, though, where his, (laughs) where his real legs are, and I'm sad, what a fun story about specifically Darth Maul, as a tangent um just to kind of cheer us up after my weird rant about dc um funny funny story about darth maul so i had a i had an ex and i was meeting one of her friends for the first time and we were at target and uh we were looking at the toy section as you do as an adult you know i look at all the star wars toys every time i'm there uh, <laughs> and I I walked over to this Darth Maul figurine and I tapped the figurine and she looked into my eyes like please and I was like Darth Maul definitely has some bad dragon shit under his pants and that was the <laughs> first impression that her friend ever got of me <laughs> and she's like she's like I knew I knew you were gonna say that as soon as you fucking saw him and I'm like bring, 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 bring. <laughs> um. Yeah, I had the stupid air horn version of Duel of Fate, like as <laughs> my yeah now. as my alarm was like it drove yeah it drove my mom insane because she would hear me hit snooze in the morning and like then she'd be suddenly hit with when I was in um high school I got a music book because i played uh flute in the school band <laughs> i've got a music book with like movie songs in it and um <laughs> one of them was duel of the fates it doesn't sound as cool on flute though okay <laughs> <laughs> every fucking time we talk about this when we're not on air but every fucking time Kay reveals to me some part of her past it's fucking outstanding like there's just there's just so many good parts of Kay's mysterious past, and I just—I hope- don't just—I don't talk about it very much, so I just give you these piecemeal stories that are vaguely relevant to what we're talking about. And you're like, "What? Is a fucking <laughs> wild? I love it. I don't ever change Kay because I don't like. I love the mystery of just hearing <laughs> random 
stories. I want to be like old as balls, and then you just tell me something, and then I die immediately afterwards from laughing so hard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I guess that's our salt and also our tangent. This is what happens when we it went on for a while. Yeah, well, there's only two of us. We got to fill time. Yeah, we got to fill time. We're, st- we're still doing good though, so we have to. So we still have our good enough time for imported salt. We got imported salt this week. Um, the first one is from Adrian Alvarez at RayNor1337. He says, No salt this week, mostly because I was building my new computer whose name is Skynet, insert Terminator theme, and now I can play my games in glorious HD and 60 FPS. Also, I really want to play the new Spider-Man game, insert 1994 Spider-Man show theme. It looks amazing, and Insomniac Games nailed it. I also want the limited edition Spider-Man PS4, so if you guys want to buy my old PS4, let me know. I actually um, met somebody at SAC Anime who were now mutuals who has the Spider-Man PS4 that they got with the game. Because apparently, it turns out they have like a Spider-Man shine in their (laughs) room. They really love Spider-Man. And I was like, you know what's funny about Spider-Man to me is that I actually really enjoy Spider-Man. But one of the things I always think about with Spider-Man is like the him showing up and being like i got out of line at taco bell for this you guys aren't even wearing <laughs> matching outfits he's incredibly relatable it is it's just like i have a term paper due <laughs> I, this is not necessarily relatable but i absolutely love that scene from spider-man homecoming with it it's like you're that spider guy on youtube it's like it's call me Spider-Man. Yeah, okay, Spider-Man, do a flip. Yeah! <laughs> Spider-Man, do a flip. <laughs> I haven't seen Homecoming yet. I really want to see it. And then I was like, I, I typed Spider-Man into Netflix. It's not on Netflix. And Netflix was like, yeah, do you I want Spider-Man 3? And I was like, no, I fucking don't. I haven't seen all of it, but I remember that scene vividly. And it, it shows up on Twitter every now and again, so... I just, like, it's funny because I went looking for Gucci and Netflix was like, do you want Walmart? (laughs) (laughs) It knows. It knows your budget. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, We Are Not Wizards tabletop podcast at We Are Not Wizards sent us some salt. So, I have salt because I missed the wayward Lionheart host and that's not great, but hopefully he'll be back soon. However, the boy's editing has, I'm going to assume that meant to be has, has been so on point that you still feel he's in the room. But the K-Meister and DJ Jazzy Jess <laughs> have been nailing it. So it's kind of all good. I'll Only leave you- kind of, huh? <laughs> Only kind of. I'll leave you with this. If you never have to write a product description for Chicken Wire, it will be far too soon. DIY keeps auto-correcting the word shit on my phone <laughs> and that's fairly accurate at the moment <laughs> i i love uh i have some really good stories about stuff that richard has had to write descriptions for i, I don't know if i can tell them i hope maybe i can go back on his podcast i know you're gonna be on his podcast sometime eventually when we can work out a day i want to talk about that one with the like baby carrier thing because that one was so fucking funny but uh it's it was like a baby bjorn basically it was very expensive uk baby bjorn 
Um, but I don't know if he wants to talk about that ever. But like, <laughs> oh, that makes me think of uh, my friend and I, for some reason, at SAC Anime, we're only talking in Russian accents. And we kept <laughs> as saying, one does. As one does. And we were like, you strap to chest like child. Um, <laughs> but we were specifically talking like uh, the Russian lady from Venture Bros. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen... God, her name is... I I don't. Hold on. Her name... (laughs) I've seen, like, an assorted bunch of clips from Venture Brothers, but I've never actually watched it. Her her name is Molotov Cocktease. (laughs) That's a really good name. It's amazing. It's just, like, like one of those Russian accents that's clearly not a Russian, giving the accent. And we kept being like, we Russian crime family. Um, yeah, but, uh, the, I something about the Baby Bjorn thing, I was like, I strapped the chest like child. Because <laughs> my friend kept saying that, I'm like, are you sure you can carry this? Yeah, I strapped the chest like child. And I'm like, thanks, I guess. Speaking of Richard, last night I was telling him that I walked into the living room, there was a commercial for Scotch, and they're like, from the real people of Scotland. But it was like this lady with a Scottish accent. It's like, from the real people of Scotland. And then they were just like, here's a picture of some fucking grass. And a picture of some water. And a picture of some old Scottish dude. And then they're drinking scotch. And then they're like, Scotland. And that was it. That was the whole commercial. <laughs> I was like, that's how they sell stuff to us here, Richard. It's just some lady with a Scottish accent sells a scotch. That's just... That's America. America. Welcome to America. Um, but yeah, I think that's all. And I will say, if you are, if you live anywhere near the hurricane, um, please stay safe. Stay safe. Get out if you can. If you can't, please stay safe. Oh, I have. Um, yes. Um, that that's it. Sorry, I don't know. Why oh, okay. Yeah, please stay <laughs> safe from Hurricane Florence and the Machine. Um, <laughs> I'm I feel sorry. like Hurricane Florence in the Machine would be a bit gentler. Yeah. I well, would it though? Or would well, it, it would start off gentle and then it would in. be like like a crescendo of storm, you know? Yeah, I I guess I was initially picturing like shake it off, but it could be more big god. Kind of depends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but stay safe y'all. And thank you to those of you who sent in pre-salts. Um, where can we find you on the internet, Jesse? <laughs> Everywhere. No, um, <laughs> you can find me as at Filthy Wizard on Twitter, Filthy Magic User on Tumblr, Filthy Magic User on Twitch. And what about you, Kay? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade, and on Facebook and Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. Um, and you can find our Wayward co-host, Jake, uh, on uh, Twitter as Jake underscore Lionheart and he has links to all of his stuff there too you can find our our Twitter I can't talk tonight oh my god you can find our podcast Twitter um, as at Podcast Salt and we've got links to our Kofi page and all that fun stuff um, if you like the podcast and you'd like to consider supporting us then you could consider donating to our Kofi or even just subscribing to us wherever you listen to podcasts or leaving us a review, um, sending in imported salt, whatever you'd like. It would be greatly appreciated. And thanks for listening to our show tonight. Bye. Bye.